this is another guy that's a great story and and one of my favorite guys and i don't mind saying that because he is and so you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hedge my bets on it so bring on if you would <laughs> the newest member of the atlanta falcon family and that is free safety eric harris welcome with us e how are you i'm great how are you doing I'm doing good, man. Where are you? Are you in Vegas? Are you in Pennsylvania? Where are you? No, sir. I'm in Florida. Oh, Sunshine. Okay. Yeah, I'm in Florida, Panhandle area. You know, okay. Beautiful beaches. Hey, you know what's funny about your show, Coffee with oh. Coach? You remember when everybody used to say, hey, Coach, you said, player. Say <laughs> 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 now you're Coffee with Coach. Like, call me Jeff. Yeah, that's, you know what? I probably should go back to that. What Eric's <laughs> talking about is when, when, um, when, you know, we would players would ask a question. They go, uh, coach, or they'd say, uh, you know, you pass them on the on the sidewalk, going going to practice, whatever. And and uh, you know, I'd say, how you doing? They go, how you doing, coach? I say, how you doing, player? Uh, because <laughs> I always want them to use my name, and and they always got a kick out of that. Hey, let's talk about Eric Harris because um, for a lot of Atlanta Falcon fans. They may know you as a guy who intercepted two passes and took one back for the house and, you know, seven-year NFL guy and all this kind of stuff. But you're really a, a, a un, much more than that and a real unique guy in that your NFL dream kind of started, you know, through a different path. Yeah, absolutely. Um it wasn't an easy path, but it was a path worth taking because now I get to share with you on your show and um, just encourage everybody that's on the same struggle or on the same path as me is to keep going. It's not the end. So just keep going. So a little bit about my path. It started in high school where, you know, I didn't get a lot of D1 offers for football. I got more track offers than I did. But, you know, track work, track workouts were hard in high school. I couldn't imagine college. So I was like, I want to play football. So I chose to go D2 as a preferred walk-on at a really solid D2 school. You know, we went to the semifinals twice, quarterfinals, um, but we had a lot of D1 transfers. So I was actually never the man at uh, the D2 school. But my freshman year, I led the team in uh, special teams tackles, and then I got a $1,500 scholarship that spring, and I earned the starting safety job that spring. So I played my four years there, no red shirt, came out, did my pro day, put up solid numbers, but... You know, it was kind of the, a tweener before tweeners were kind of, you know, the thing in the NFL. So it just wasn't a good place to be, really. Um, so I just went back to I uh, took my talents back to my hometown and I worked in a potato chip factory. Uh, <laughs> you took I your talents to, to the yeah, potato chip factory. I took my talents back to my hometown and worked at a potato chip factory. Um, worked for $9 an hour, summer job that most, most college kids had. Um, and then I went back to school on no scholarship. I needed money to pay for my rent for the first time. I felt what it was like to be a regular student, just going to school, working out, no football. So I was working 9, 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. at UPS as a loader, then became a manager. And then I, that's when I drove five hours to Buffalo, New York, to work out for my guy right here, $80. Uh, $80 later, I got a three-year deal. So... You know, then obviously I got my first stint with the NFL in 2016. Shout out to my guy, Delvin Bro. Right. Uh, and then tore my ACL in 2016 after four games. Bounced back, came back to training camp with the Saints, uh, was released, 
Um, everybody was blowing up my phone. What, what's going to happen? You okay? Was like, I'll be fine. So then the, that's when the Raiders called and I was there for four years and now I'm in the A. All right. Now it's, a, it, I want to, I want to make this comment because, you know, we say all the time is you never know who's watching. You never know how one interaction can change your whole life. You never know in that process while you were preparing to come and work out for us as a free agent, I was in Santa Monica, California, and then I went up to uh, San Francisco. And while I was in San Francisco, we had a free agent workout and Delvin Bro was working out up there. And a guy who played in NFL Europe named Robert Flickinger walked up to me and I, and Flick, Flick played for the Scottish Claymores and Flick walked up to me at that workout and he said, hey, uh, you're going to work out my cousin in a, in a couple weeks in Buffalo. And I said, is that right, Flick? And he goes, yeah, his name's Eric Harris. He said, uh, make, sure you, make sure you give him a good look because he's a good player, right? Mm-hmm. And you know how competitive it is oh, when man. you go to one of those free agent combines because you're just trying to get somebody to look at you. But – be, you you made it because of your talent. You didn't make it because Flick said watch you. But right. you know, again, that's how one single thing can change your whole, you know, your whole career, the trajectory of your whole life. No, absolutely. I mean, I was kind of timid because when my first workout, I kind of worked out for the Blue Bombers. Actually, uh, one of the scouts there with the Blue Bombers and um, the Cleveland Gladiators from the Arena League. You know, and they're just kind of like, no, we're not, not, not necessarily what we need right now, right? So I was just like, and it was, it was kind of organized, but it was like, it was a lot of people there, right? So then I get there with you guys, and it's like they have jerseys. You got to hold your jersey up for the camera. <laughs> it's all organized. They're like filming everything. Then they're talking about we're gonna do special team drills. I'm like, what team does special team drills? So I'm like, well, that, <laughs> hey, that's my bread. That was my bread and butter. So I'm like, look. I don't care what happens today, you know, I just got to show them that I can play in space and then I can do, I can be versatile. And you know what? You did all those things and really your career started as a special teams guy, as a des- it did. what we call a designated import. And really, I think it was amazing that I-, I was thinking about you this morning, Eric, and you actually played on both sides of the football. You're such a good athlete that the offensive coaches kind of coveted you a little bit too. And I remember, I think it was against Calgary, you, you yeah. played both offense, defense, and special teams in one football game. That's amazing, amazing oh, deal. That was a crazy, you know, coach had put that uh, throwback play in. I'm like, all right, well, he'll probably, like, run in, like, better situation, like, maybe, like, third series or something. It was, like, the seventh or ninth play of the game. I'm like, wait, <laughs> right now you want me to go in there? <laughs> lead, lead a receiver at halftime, 55-yard touchdown. Yeah, I, and I remember that – he caught one and jumped over the the little sandwich sign thing there. That that I, and I remember that that's the play that sticks in my mind because like I'm I'm going man, this dude is a straight athlete. I mean, <laughs> a straight athlete. but it really takes Delvin Bro, who had made the jump from us to the Saints and was an all rookie player, and he would not leave the Saints personnel staff alone. He he said, "You got to sign this guy. You got to sign this guy. You got to sign this guy." And you went down there for a workout, and they signed you. 
that that's exactly how it happened and you know you meet everybody and everybody comes involved in your life or through passion or whatever and the time is meant to be right in the season of life and um you know i can't say enough great things about that guy um we talked about it we've spoken into existence and we just you know we sit in our room uh, when we're up in the great cup in saskatchewan when it's like minus 27 and there was nowhere to go so we just sat in the room and just talked about hey like he's like, I'm gonna go down there. I'm gonna do my thing, and then you're gonna come down and join me. And uh, that's what happened. He he called me. He said, Hey, the Saints gonna call you. They finally gave in. They are gonna work you out. So when I got down there, he was there at the workout, and I was like, Okay, I saw Coach Payton there, and then the GMs there, and it's like there's a couple other player positions working out, but it was like I was more nervous because Delvin was there. Like, you gotta understand <laughs> when you're when you're putting your name out there, and it's only his first year with the Saints, right? So when you're putting your name out there in this business. It's like it's it's kind of scary. You got to trust that person because they can be out of shape, or and then they're, they're looking at you like, well, we we lost, we don't trust you anymore, you know. So I'm like, the fact that he was there to put his name out there for me, I mean, that meant everything to me. All right, now you you have a really good start with the Saints. I mean, a really good start with the Saints. You're playing extremely well, and you blow up your knee, right? Dark day. Oh uh, yeah. Feel- Dark, dark day. Um, I was in denial for a while. You know, I felt the pop running on the sideline. I felt the pop or whatever. Um, went and got the MRI, and they were like, they're like, all right, well, let's start with the 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 big boy. He tore your ACL, and he started going on about my lateral meniscus, my medial meniscus, and I was just like, I didn't hear what he said after he said ACL. I was just thinking about is my career over? Who am I going to call first and let them know? Like all these things were driving, like going through my mind. I was just like, man. Um, but you know, I think it all happens for a reason. Um, it just made me hungrier. It like, it's almost like God gave me a taste of the NFL. Hey, you belong here. You could play here. And then it just made me, I, that drive is still going to this day. Now I've been through it and I don't know if you can, really even describe what it's like but the experience of going through rehab on a surgical knee particularly on a one as bad as yours was for an athlete who plays at a position where your ability to change direction and cut is so critical talk about what that rehab was like eric the acl rehab is no joke like you said it's um it starts off a lot it starts off physical but it's a lot it's a lot of mental um you know, it took me about five to six days before, you know, I was non-weight bearing because they had repaired my uh, meniscus. So I was on crutches for six weeks and I had to lay on the table and, you know, they give you the nerve block and stuff like that. I couldn't lift my leg on its own, like straight for about six days. I would look at it and it wouldn't move like to reconnect with that, that movement, like you've been doing your whole life. Right. So it's like, but I couldn't do it for six days. And I mean, it's just, I remember the first time I probably lifted my leg off the ground like this high. And I went home and I told my wife, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I, I need a break. I'm exhausted. But it was just like, then I found myself how much enjoy, how much joy I got out of that and how much confidence I built off of that. It's like when you're coming off of something like that, you have to find small victories each day. You can't look too far down the road because it'll, it'll break you down. It will. You have to stay in the moment. Okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. If they say you're supposed to lift your leg today well, I'm try, or in two days, I'm going to try to lift it shorter than that one day. You like make it a competition with yourself just to keep yourself going. And um, 
you know, I seen guys rehabbing, they're on the phones and stuff. Like my phone was put away. I was rehabbing. I was mind, body, everything. I had a family to feed and everything on my phone could have waited. You know what? Great advice. Uh, Atlanta Falcons fans, you want to get in and get in the conversation with Eric. You're welcome to do that. We've already got a bunch of questions. Uh, Atlanta Falcons UK say says, now you're home. And they got a red and a black sign out there. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think you're going to find, Eric, that, that these Falcon fans are passionate, passionate, passionate. Um, Big Big Shows asks, what's your favorite up potato chip flavor? It's got to be red hot, surely. <laughs> Ooh, I can't do the hot. I, salt and vinegar for me. <laughs> or the, the Carolina barbecue is pretty good, too. Uh, Rich Eddie uh, LFC says, greetings from the UK and the British Falcons fans. Uh, did you... Did you ever watch the Flemlo Raps YouTube video about you? No, I have not. Man, you got I, you got am videos. Am I scared about to watch you, it? Should I watch I, it? Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, tell he me said, to go to my Twitter and drop the link. All right, and then he, he also says you started at the Aints. Now you're at a better NFC South team. What do you got to say about that? I mean, of course. I mean. Uh, all right, let's talk. Let's talk a little about that because I think this is really interesting. You know, they Keanu Neal obviously wasn't signed back. He went to Dallas with Dan Quinn, right? You're you're supposed to be the free safety of the future in Atlanta. You're playing in the same division as the defending Super Bowl champs who didn't take a step back in the offseason. Carolina, we had Colin Thompson from the Carolina Panthers on two weeks ago. He thinks that they're very, very close to making a breakthrough. Obviously, the Saints, even with the loss of Drew Brees and Tom Morstead and some of the other high-priced players that they've lost, the Saints are still stacked top to bottom. Why Atlanta? It was just the right fit. Um, you know, I knew, I knew the GM, uh, Terry, from back when he was a player, uh, director of player personnel with the Saints, and just the man he is and the character integrity he walks in life with. Um, and then just Coach Pease himself and Coach Smith, the, what they're building over in that, in that organization is like it was so grabbing to me. Uh, it just felt like the right spot. And obviously, you know me, I don't like the easy way. <laughs> I'd rather do things the hard way. So – you know, people keep saying, oh, it's a rebuild year. Well, when you say rebuild to me, I hear opportunity. So it's an opportunity for me to put my staple in an organization, not just for next year, but for the year after that and year after that. And then when I'm done, so there's always somebody that comes after you. So I'm going to try to leave my staple within that organization and leave my DNA within the younger guys and just try to be the player I am and be the leader I am. Well, I think that's really, really well said, because I know that certainly in Hamilton, they still talk about you. There's still a lot of love for you in that city. Same in New Orleans. And we've had Raider fans. I should I should actually uh, put them up for you, but we've had a number of Raider fans say thank you for all you gave while you were with the Raiders. And, and uh, I, I think that says a lot about who you are. Um, we did. Rich Eddie does have the link for you. He says, well worth a watch. Lots of praise for you. Now, you're going to a team that obviously you got a quarterback in Matt Ryan who's taking a team to the Super Bowl, right? You you got players on offense. Offense hasn't been you can you, if you want to, you can put out five first round draft choices in the offensive line. 
offense has not been the challenge the last three years in in uh, Atlanta. It's been defense and defensively. Where do you where do you, uh, you talk? You talk about putting your your mark on it. You know, leaving your DNA when when you leave. What do you want them to say about the Falcon defense in two years? In two years, I want to say that they they're smart and they're tough. They run to the ball. They know what to do. There's no blown assignments, um, explosive plays. Um, that's how you get beat in this game. You know, field goals don't beat you. Touchdowns beat you in this game. So um, I want people to just say how we play. We play relentless. Uh, we play for one another, and we have fun while we're doing it. You know, that that energy is contagious. When you see guys flying around to the ball, celebrating with one another, you're like, okay, it's, it's more to them. It's more to them, uh, means more to them than just – you know, getting that new contract or making individual accolades because I, all that comes when you play on a good team and you fly around, all that stuff comes. All right. Now, has have you had a chance to sit down and talk to Coach Pease about the defense and structurally what you're going to be and what your role in it will be and all of those kind of things? We had a brief conversation. Um, I mean, you know, I'm here to help younger guys. I'm here for my IQ. I'm here because I'm versatile. I, as you know, uh, Coach Pease, his uh, defense is multiple, and he needs his safeties to do playing the playing the post, playing the box, blitz, and do it all. And you know, I feel like as a player, I can I can give them that. All right, fans, listen. If you've got a take, if you want to ask Eric a question, or if you want to pass on anything to him, please do. O'Toole Marion from Ireland says you have been through such a tough injury. Very best of luck to you. Much love from Ireland. So again, Eric, you're getting you go from you go from a, a guy at Cal University of Pennsylvania. You got fans all over the world. Colin Mahegan says, "Thanks for all you did for the Raiders." All right, Chuck McBride from Canada says, "I'm going to miss Eric." All right, this again. I think these are things that that I put them up there, Eric, because I want to illustrate to you and I want the people to know that. You know, being a character guy, being a good guy, you know, being an effort guy, you know, being an unselfish guy, people notice. And and again, I think when I saw you were going to Atlanta, uh, I was ecstatic because, you know, I'm not a Falcon fan. I can't profess to be, but I know I've watched that team play and they need those kind of guys and they need those kind of guys on defense. Uh Irish Bears show asks the best player you've played against, and he says, "Good luck with the new season." Who's the best player you've played against? Hmm, that's a tough one. I mean, I played against a lot of good ones. Um, played against Tom Brady this past year, um, Gronk as well. I can't. I couldn't name just one person. I mean, there's. I mean, there's so many good players in this league. Um, I really couldn't tell you. Now, when you go on, I want to ask you about this, right? Because you're a seven-year veteran now, and you, you go out on the field, and um, I, I and I really, I really believe this because I've, I've seen it happen at every level. There are certain guys that other guys on the field just go, "Wow!" I mean, they just go, "Wow!" Right? I saw it happen. Uh, you know, there there was a. a punter in NFL Europe, um, the first Aussie punter, Darren Bennett. And it's the first time I've ever seen other players go out and watch a punter warm up. And I'm talking about offensive linemen, defensive linemen. He, <laughs> he, he was so – he was 
when he hit the ball, it sounded like he hit it with a bat. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's I mean, it was just like everybody would go out there and fascinated by the guy. Same thing, Doug Flutie. You know, people would just like be in awe of the guy. He turned everybody else into the on the field into a spectator, right? right. When you walked out there and you lined up at safety and and you looked across and there's TB12 calling the signals. Did you have a moment where it was like, whoa? Yeah, this is, this is Tom. This. Like he's, <laughs> he's pointing at me. He's saying, "Hey, can can kill kill." Like it's like Tom Brady's pointing at me. Like so, yeah. I mean, you definitely have those moments. You know, I had that moment when I was uh, first with the uh, Saints with Drew Brees. I'm like, he walked past. I'm like, that's Drew Brees. You know what I mean? It's like, and just and watch he was your teammate. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, "Hey, uh, Drew, do you think we can watch some film together one day?" And he actually, we we sat down, we watched some film together, and just I'm like, "Okay, I just want to know when you walk up to the line of scrimmage, what are you looking at? What's giving things away? What can I do as a safety to move around and stuff like that?" So, um, that was that was an awesome and pretty pretty awesome experience. I'd say for a young safety, that's got to be pretty good. Atlanta Falcons UK asked, is there a player on the roster that you're most excited to line up with in Atlanta? All of them. All of them. <laughs> I, I can't pick one person. I'm I'm just excited to get to work. I'm excited to wear that black and red. And um, I'm just – I'm excited. Like, these virtual meetings and stuff, I'm like, I want to get to OTAs, get in this playbook, start to build this uh, build this thing up. Okay, so talk to us about that, Eric. What is the plan now, right? Obviously, you've been through the the uh, free, free agency process. You signed your contract. You, you know, your wife's got your signing bonus. I know how it works. <laughs> Amazon what, got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What What's the next? What's the next step? What, what do you What do you got to do? Um, just continue to work out and kind of just wait for what what direction the NFL wants to go. Um, a lot of talk about you know first phase of OTAs being virtual. And then maybe uh, come May that we kind of get in person and do some workouts and walkthroughs and stuff like that. But um, it's all up in the air with this whole COVID thing. So hopefully we can get in person a little bit and uh, get to meet the guys. It's nothing like walking into a being a new guy, walking onto a new team and then with a new scheme, you know, so those guys have their relationships already. So I, I just hope I can get in there, um, show them, show them who I am, uh, run to the ball. And, and like I said, just be a smart player for him. All right. Uh, Rich from the, the Falcons UK says, how are you going to feel lining up against your former team, but our hated rivals? There's some, there's some, there's some Falcon hate for us. For yeah. Saints, hey, listen, I was wearing, I was wearing Raider colors and it felt like I was playing for the Falcons last year. <laughs> it was like, it was my first time. Every time the schedule comes out, I'm like, am I playing the Saints? Am I playing the Saints? So, I already had that in my blood. Uh, it's already boiling. Every every year I look forward to playing the Saints. All right. Rev Tombola from the UK says, is Darren the best tight end in the NFL right now? Darren Waller? Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think he's up there. He's at least top three. All right. Now, you had to line up and practice against him every day. You had to go one-on-ones against him, all that stuff. What is it that makes him special? Just, I mean, first of all, his humbleness. I mean, his story is incredible, inspiration in itself. But just, just the way he goes about it. Um, sorry, I got little ones walking through the room. Um, That's all right. Just, just the way he goes about his day, his um, how he carries himself. Um, you know, he blocks. He blocks. Not too many tight ends, like receiver tight ends, are willing to block. He's willing to get in there, get down on the double team, 
um, work up to the second level. He's he's willing to do the dirty work. Um, and he's just a freak. Like, usually, okay, you give your man zone tells, okay, tight ends out at one, safety's all on this man-to-man coverage, right? Man zone tell. Well, now it's like you don't know if they want that matchup or not because the corner's out there and they're still throwing the ball to him. So it's yeah. like – no, we we just like Darren Waller. There's no mismatches. It's everybody's a mismatch in their in their mind. It's cool to hear you say that uh, or talk about his journey because he he is. It's been a mighty struggle for him, and to see him come out into the light is a really awesome thing. Irish Bear Show says, "What do you make of the Raiders releasing all those offensive linemen this offseason?" Hey, it has nothing to do with me. It's just it's business. I hate to see it. It's, um, friends of mine, but it's part of it, man. Um, Eric, I, I want you to, and again, I, I hear the little ones in the back. Uh-huh. And that's so cool. That, <laughs> one of the things that people don't know about you, right, is your family and just what a wonderful, wonderful family you have. And, and a, a, like, I think you're trying to fill up the whole pew at church, or, but, you know, <laughs> but, but uh, talk about your family. Yeah, man, I married to my high school sweetheart. We have four beautiful kids. Um, we got we start off with twins. Um, I remember they're seven twin boys. They're seven. Uh, my princess, she's four, and then we got a two year old who who's here right now. Uh, little blonde curly head, uh, Ellis, and uh, he's a boy. So so I'm gonna tell you something. I had three boys and a girl, and that girl has already got her father wrapped right around her finger. Oh. I know it. I know it. I know she, she does. I'm like I yell at the boys. I'm like. Hey babe, like this is you know, it's just like a different tone. Like, I gotta drop my tone with her and she'll be like, You're mad at me? I'm like, No, baby, I'm not mad at you, I'm mad at your brothers. Yeah, hey, I'm gonna tell you something. When she wants something, she ain't going to her mama, she's gonna go right to you. Exactly. Um, uh wh- you know, again, when you uh look at your Falcon situation, right? And this has been your third contract in the National Football League. Is this gonna be the you think the last the last run of it? No. Do you, finish, do you want to finish your career in Atlanta? Or or do you just how long do you want to play? I guess is what I'm asking in a long way. I told my wife, I said, look, I got into this thing late. We're gonna play until the wheels fall off until they kick me out. <laughs> we, we, we're stealing every dime we can from this NFL. <laughs> uh, you, you just talked about the kids. We got four kids, and five twenty-nines aren't cheap. <laughs> no, I tell you what, they, and I tell you, they don't get any cheaper the older they get either. Let me no, you, neither does I, my wife. Uh, Atlanta Falcons UK says, love it. Big smiley face. He says, you're part of our family now, too. Um, yeah, I hope you get a chance to play in the international series over in the UK, because I think what you're going to find, brother, is that those fans are absolutely the most passionate fans in the whole world. I, I mean, they oh, yeah. love, they love their Falcons. Um, I played in London two, two years in a row. It was amazing. Well, amazing. I'm going to say something. When you go there as a Falcon, I think you're going to see it's, it's really, really special. Uh, how long did it take to accept the offer from the Falcons? And what, uh, did you get any other offers? Uh, yeah, had a couple other offers. Um, didn't take much, um, you know, you know, just talking to Terry and talking to my agent and stuff like that, it just, you know, it was, like I said, it was the right fit. Um, my wife and I did a lot of praying about it, and it just, God was saying, you need to be here. And, you know, I trusted him and made my my decision. And after I signed, I was like, 
I couldn't be happier. I couldn't stop smiling. I was smiling two days straight. I'm still smiling, and I can't. I can't wait to get to work. I, I'm gonna ask you two questions to finish, and then we'll take a couple extra comments from the from the listening audience if we could. Number one, I want you to for our viewers who you know what we see is every Sunday, right? And we you know, but what we don't see is what what it's like for an NFL football player during the week what's your week like during the season right so you guys watch the game on sunday uh we come in on monday some teams give a victory monday to where you'll have off but usually you come in on monday get treatment um get treatment get in the cold tub hot tub whatever it may be um it was difficult this year with covid because only certain many certain guys could come in and get in the cold tub hot tub but so you get your treatment, you get your workout in, you get a lift, you get do a little uh, run, just kind of get the blood flowing again and speed up the recovery process. Um, off on Tuesdays, and you're back in the building Wednesday, breaking down like for defense, you usually go over first and second down, run game, pass game on. On Wednesday, you watch practice afterwards, watch the film of practice. Uh, then you either stay there or go home with your family. And that evening, you start breaking down third down. So the next day, you go in on Thursday. You start watching third down stuff with the team, do the installs and all that stuff. Go out, you practice, you re redo first and second down, but it's a really a third down emphasis. So you maybe some plays, or struggle plays, or things that came up, questions. So you redo that at first and second down. And then you do third down, you know, third two to four, third five to seven, eight, eight, eight to ten, eleven plus. Um, and then – uh, Fridays is usually a fast Friday. Uh, you go in there and you kind of go over everything, but then it's red zone emphasis, red zone, uh, short yardage. Okay. Now, typically you're in the building at what time? And we're talking about non COVID building. I'm not talking about in all this virtual world. I'm talking about when, when we're past all this COVID stuff, when do you anticipate being in the building? How long do you stay every day? I'm usually in the building. Um, last year, we were talking about COVID, but usually in the building probably around 6, 6.15. And then you'll stay until what time? Stay until about 4.35. So you're talking about a serious day now. We're talking about a 10-hour, 12-hour yeah. day. And, and yeah. well, again, fans, you really got to understand, these guys invest a tremendous amount. It's not only it, – the, the game is incredibly taxing on their bodies, but it's, it's taxing on your mind and the pressure and all of that stuff. So when you get to the off season. What's the? Did you, you, you take some time and decompress? Do you get away from it? How, how do you? How do you? How do you know when it's time to go to back to work? Yeah, um, I usually go back to work about. I would say mid February. I start getting back into things. Um, some guys have their own routines and what they believe in. Um, I definitely give myself a little bit of time, just to, like you said, the mental aspect of it. I come home and go right into the pantry and find all my kids' snacks and start eating them. <laughs> um, so I enjoy my food while I can, and then come mid-February, I get back into things, start moving around, start building that foundation. But, you know, start keep the yoga, stretching, uh, massages, um, and just start start building that foundation in the weight room. Right. Chuck McBride, who's one of our one of our uh, great listeners from Canada, asked this question. How does the NFL versus CFL vary in terms of playing DB? Um, post-snap or uh, post-snap, pre-snap, a lot of, a lot of things happening in the CFL. Um, guys are running behind the quarterback and running back. You're checking coverage. You're talking to other DBs. 
shoot, you might be running over there with another DB and you're trying to tell him you got this in the corner that you're visiting. Hey, you got that. So a lot of things happen in pre-snap. Biggest difference for me is post-snap. Things happen a lot faster in the NFL. Smaller field, guys get to the route sooner, uh, windows close faster where the CFL is a little more spread out. You know, they throw a seven ball, you're running 30 yards to get to it, where in the NFL, it's like, it's, it's getting put on a dime. You got to get there quick. So um, that's 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 probably the biggest difference playing DB. All right. Uh, Dan Falcons UK says, and I'm going to leave this one as, as our sign off. It said, that is some serious grind, but we appreciate every second of it. We will back you all the way. That's that's coming directly that's awesome. from your, your fans. I mean, you gotta, you, Falcon fans have been great. <laughs> been amazing that, that's yeah. awesome to hear i know you got a lot of stuff you got to do for the for the club today eric i appreciate you taking time to be with us we're always you're always going to be one of our guys and, and one of my favorites you know that uh, proud of you keep doing your thing baby because you, you, you're the right kind of guy here i go yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got you I, I what go. eric's talking about we we uh we used to well, we still do. When when uh, the kickoff team would get ready to go out on the field to for the kickoff, we'd, we'd give the call how we wanted the ball kicked and all that stuff. Then the players all put their hand in, and we'd use uh, Mystical, who is a uh, rapper, and has a song called Here I Go, and, and it goes, Here I Go. And uh, so they'd all put their hand in like that, and we'd go, Here I Go, and they'd go out there. So, ah, you're, you're the best, brother. I love oh, you. Take appreciate care. you. Much love, respect, always. All right. Take care, man. Thank uh, you so much. Aloha. What a great kid, man. I tell you what, he's a great man. He's really, really special person. And Atlanta Falcons uh, made a great signing when they brought in Eric Harris. He will do wonders with that defense, getting them all lined up, getting them all playing on the same page, getting them all playing together, getting them all running to the ball, all the things that he talked about. Uh, and, and, again, Falcons fans UK, it's been a really, really a pleasure for me to bring that guy to you and give you an opportunity to get to know him. Uh, he is he is everything good about what's going on in the National Football League. So, again, thank you, Eric Harris, for joining us. Michael, come on out here and and uh, I don't know how you do it, man. You just keep stacking shows on top of one another, brother. That well, was awesome, Jeff. This is, I mean, we, we, we have to publicly announce this. This is the last week of Periscope. Periscope is dead in seven days. I actually think you might be able to squeeze one more in. It's not a big deal. We can still go live on Twitter, but the real problem is uh, comments. So it's great to see, like, you must have had one or 200 comments tonight. It's just going to be interesting to see how we get people involved going forward. But uh, great show. Uh, really, enjoy, really enjoyed um, George and Neil. It's interesting to see another side of Neil as well off the camera. It was, it was good yeah. crack, as we say here, and all, and all the best then. But also as well, uh, great to see Eric on the show. and uh, Great to see, uh, well, I guess, well, for me, Spencer was great as always. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's good filler in, in, in these off-season ones. But man, we're, we're five weeks out from from Cleveland. Five, five, weeks weeks out. Out, five weeks out from Cleveland and the draft. And we are going to be right with you all the way through the draft into – you know, OTAs and, and uh, all of that and, and off-season workouts and preseason training camp. And away we'll go with the 2021 NFL season. We'll be here with all of it. Uh, again, Magic Mike, I don't worry about Periscope going down because I know we'll come up with some way <laughs> to keep our fans 
to keep our fans engaged because this is really uh, your show. It's not our show. It's it's the it's, I think I'm I'm really proud of what we've got growing here. And and again, spread the word, everybody in the tribe, and we'll see you again later in the week, or if not later in the week, we'll see you next Tuesday on Coffee with Coach. Aloha. Aloha, Jeff. Cheers.